Hey everyone, this is Anthony Grants, and I want to introduce you all to this podcast. It's called Superstar PR, and it's all about entertainment insider chats with Nikki, the founder of the PR agency, Nikki Inc. This podcast chats with some serious entertainers and media insiders, always choosing people who are making a difference in the entertainment world and who have cool stories to share. Happy listening. Well, okay, so Megan, like I'm going to I'm going to tell all our listeners about, you know, where you came from. Yeah, sure. read your bio because I think that helps everybody cuz like I'm such a fan of yours, so I just assume everybody knows uh, Megan. So oh, Megan so is Megan Ray is a she her uh, a Toronto-based freelance writer and editor with a passion for body liberation, fat positivity, cycling, the stationary kind, karaoke and all things beauty and skincare. She creates a body positive you know, whole vibe on Instagram and a side hobby is she's working on her first book about fatness and desirability. And her work can be found in Chatelaine, Best Health Magazine, Flare.com, The Globe and Mail, Yahoo, Lifestyle, Refinery29, and more. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Megan, you're, you're just, you're a little busy. Megan, where were you born? I'm from Ottawa. Yeah, I'm from like suburban Ottawa. It's funny, whenever I say that, I always expect people to be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> but you know, Ottawa has its has its beauties. And um, yeah, I'm just like a suburban gal. <laughs> I, I, I have some love for Ottawa. But you know, yeah? my love for Ottawa is like one of my favorite restaurants in Canada, Barefoot Contessa is there. Yes. Okay. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it still open? Well, I double checked with a friend of mine in Ottawa and he said, yes, he thinks. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. My parents love it too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it's still open. Well, well, Megan, you know, I, I found you because I read one of your pieces and I was like, yes, yes, yes. I'm, you know, you said so many things that like right here. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad it always, it like, it really, um, it really touches me when people say that they resonated with it because that's like the whole, the whole point. So yes, darling. I mean, Hey, like you talk about in one of your pieces, being an athletic young girl, Mm -hmm. uh, playing sports. And I related to that and then abruptly stopping. Yeah. What made you stop? So I, um, my first like love, um, like sport love, my family is very, um, sporty. They're really into baseball. So I tried baseball, but I found, um, I loved soccer. Um, it was one of those, you know, I think looking back, like I'm a, a pretty, um, muscular person just in general, like I was kind of born that way and that's yeah. what happened. And, and I, I loved how powerful I felt playing soccer, you know, how strong, yes. um, you need so to be I strong loved- to play soccer. Yeah. And it's like so much in the legs and like, I just loved the camaraderie, you know? And, um, when I, when I, um, I played from probably about age eight until maybe, um, 16 or 17. Uh, but I never, um, I stopped playing when I went to university, but even before that, I stopped trying out for school sports because I just felt so, um, looked at like I didn't feel like I was um I looked like who should be playing soccer even though I felt like I was I was pretty good at it um you know when people when you're being bullied and being belittled for what you look like it really affects like every part of your life and you just don't want to do those things that make you happy anymore 
And so that's kind of um, where, why I stopped. Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad, you know, cause it happened to me, Megan. Like I used to play basketball and I played volleyball. And then I remember a year I just stopped and I didn't feel good enough all of a sudden, but what, who told, like, I understand suddenly I didn't want people to see me and you talk about, um, working out as a child, you said moving in these ways was about self-expression, stress relief, and challenging my mind. It was healthy escapism. Yeah. So when that stops, I mean, now, how did you allow being physically active back into your life and put a positive spin on it? I'm sorry that happened to you too. It is so so like jarring when you're like, I just don't want to be looked at anymore all of a sudden. And when you're that young, it's kind of maybe not obvious why, why you feel that way. Um, you know, when I, uh, got into spinning, that's kind of where I know a lot of people hate spinning, but I found spinning about three years ago when I first got sober from drugs and alcohol. And, you know, that kind of kickstarted my, um, journey to, you know, finding, um, not just liking what I look like, but liking how it feels to be in my body, which is two different, two very different things, I feel. So when I got into spinning, I really, um, that was kind of my, my lifeline to feeling normal and getting out stress in a way that I hadn't in so long. Um, and now my movement just looks like I kind of do it when I feel like it. And I don't put value onto what kind of movement it is. Like it used to be like, if I'm not like sweating and gasping for air, it's not good like it's not good enough (laughs) and sometimes that feels great because it's like getting out of your body a little bit um but sometimes I need like slow intentional yoga or something that brings me back into my body so I think just adding variety and not forcing myself to do it when I when I truly don't want to um is like the key (laughs) the ticket that's wicked. You know, I, yeah. I saw this American naturopath say something pretty cool. I wish I yeah. remembered her name again. She was like, um, you need to do that crazy intense workout once a month. Yeah. Your body just needs it like once a month. Every other day is like yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it wrong, man. Like let's do yoga. I know. I was like yoga once a month, hardcore <laughs> workouts every day. <laughs> and you know, um, on the drugs and alcohol, you know, mm-hmm. I do see you know, everybody has their vice, right? Some of us drink 14 coffees a day. Some of us eat chocolate. You know, the other day, I think I I went hard into the sea salt chocolate thing and I knew, you know, but not for my kids to see, I just needed to have chocolate to handle a moment, but talk to me about drugs and alcohol, the way in the way out. How was it? So I guess I started, um, drinking in, you know, really like drinking in high school. I was probably about 15. Um, and like right away, it was this um, portal to another kind of person. Um, and I think for, you know, a decade plus, it was, I felt like drugs and alcohol were my ticket to my higher self. Like it was who I was supposed to be, um, which I think is a common feeling for a lot of people who struggle with, um, with addiction is you feel like that's who you're meant to be. And without it, you're insecure, you're afraid, you're, you don't like your body, you're scared to be intimate with people. Um, for me, it was really attached to body image and food as well. When I was, you know, blackout drunk, I could eat a bunch of 
McDonald's and not feel guilty about it. I would forget about it the next day. Yeah. Um, you know, when I would, you know, get high, I wasn't hungry. And that kind of was a new feeling for me. Um, so yeah, getting sober was, you know, kind of, I had to do it for, I was afraid, you know, afraid of dying, honestly, which is sounds extreme, maybe for a lot of people, but I was just tired of, you get to a point where it's like, and I think this is applicable to everyone, you get to a point with something where the pain of, of not doing it is worse than the pain of continuing and you have to make the change. And so I decided to, to seek, um, to seek help and treatment and, and, you know, my, I'm, you know, the biggest I've ever been. And I love myself the most I've ever loved myself. I think you're gorgeous. I want to be your publicist. Like I'm not oh joking gosh. again, like own this vibe you're in. You're I, so kind. I think you're no, gorgeous no, I, too. This is real talk, like real talk. I think like, if you could see yourself the way I see you, you would just Kat Von D it. You'd be like, Aww. look at me. <laughs> We can, we'll so talk kind. about that another time, Megan. You'd be like, Nikki, what exactly did your mind just tell you about me? Um, but I love I, Kat Von D. Me too, right? Like I'm yeah. such a Kat Von D. She's so badass. Yeah. Ever and since, I'm so like, 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 compared to her, but like, you, you got that vibe. Uh, yeah. I mean, that is purely from, honestly, from, from getting sober and just being able to, I kind of am trying for the, that, you know, not like screw everyone vibe, but like, I don't care what you, that random lady on the street thinks of me anymore. And no one should like, who cares? <laughs> also, if they're looking at you, they're probably admiring what you're wearing, to be honest. Oh, Megan. Oh, Megan. <laughs> no. It's funny. Um, I was eight months pregnant and somebody said to me, it was a neighbor. And this yeah. is when I realized I can't listen to anything anyone says. Yeah. She was like, Oh, it's okay that you're fat now. <gasps> And I was like, oh, I'm going to throw up. My husband looked at me. Thank goodness for those big sunglasses. I was like, I what go. a thing to say. Super hormonal and super ready to say something back. But yeah. then I realized, Megan, that this has been a narrative for so long. The size of anything shouldn't matter to anyone. Yeah. But I think some people, you know, the 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 audacity, it's almost like they're not meaning to be cruel, but it's all they've ever heard. So that just keeps going forward man. Yeah. There's just so much in what you just said. Like, first of all, like people shouldn't be commenting on your body period. And also I think there's some weird ownership that people think they have over pregnant women. Like you can just touch and comment and stare. And it's like, no, you can't. I mean, I've never been pregnant, but just from listening to you and like my friends who have been, it's like you become like not a person anymore. I don't know if that's, that's, yes, no, you become this like thing. Everybody wants to touch and comment about, and you're also really sensitive about it. Exactly. Yeah. What's going on? Why are you touching my belly? Okay, great. You know, like, um, so I want to ask you, Megan, like, how did you find out that you're a really stellar writer? Where did that come from? You know, I've been writing since I was like, since I can remember, I was like, it sounds corny, but I was the little kid with a, you know, pad of paper and a pencil, like following my dad around home hardware, <laughs> like writing poems about like tiles, like colored oh tiles. God. So I've always loved writing. And, and I think to um, the way I grew up, like as a child, I always, um, if my parents and I got in a fight, I would write them a letter and they would write me back instead of um, 
instead of talking because I think it helped. It was the way I like to communicate. Um, speaking is can be hard for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, you know, that's where I started. Um, and I think, I think I only really found my voice when I was um, interning at Flair um, out of, out of college. I went to Humber for journalism and, and I got an internship at Flair and that was like my dream. And I was really surrounded by women who encouraged me to seek stories that I found interesting and I, and, um, and encouraged me to find my voice and hone my writing skills. And I think from there, when I realized that, okay, I have this, um, you know, I have this trauma from my past of, you know, being bullied, being, you know, told that I'm not good enough just because of how I look. And I, and I was like, I could either, you know, put that in the past or I could use that to my advantage and write about it and connect with people. And I think as soon as I started writing about something that was really from my heart, that's when I realized, okay, maybe I have something here and, and maybe, um, and I still have a lot of, a lot of like imposter syndrome. I still feel like, oh, this isn't good enough. It's too personal. It's too much. Um, no, I love you. You just have to trust. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're talking to like me, we're reading the magazines and some of it's like, okay, I don't even know about this, but then your pieces, that's real talk. You know, the oh, pandemic okay. weight gain. Yeah, I, yeah. For the, at the beginning of the pandemic, I made cookies for a whole month, every single day. <laughs> I think a lot of us did bread cookies. Yeah. <laughs> all the colors in the world, all the chocolate chips, all the variations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Megan. Oh, but that's know, therapeutic too, right? It is a little bit with full yeah. butter, so much yeah. butter. We had copious amounts of butter go through the house, but oh yeah. <laughs> let me ask you, um, how do you look at food now? You know, my relationship with food is still kind of hard. Like I, I still feel like I used to be the person who was, you know, tracking everything on one of those apps and, um, you know, stopping when I hit a certain number. And, um, sometimes I still find myself like wanting to do that feeling the impulse to, to do that because it helps my anxiety in other parts of life. It's like, Oh, I can control this one thing. So, and that's like coping. It's like self-soothing in a way. Yeah. Um, now I'm, you know, the past two years, I've really, I've been reading, um, about intuitive eating and, and trying to slowly incorporate those principles. And, you know, some of the principles are like, um, reject the diet mentality and gentle nutrition is like the last one. Like that's only when you're like right at the end, should you start really thinking about, okay, what actually makes me feel good? Um, and so now my, I mean, if anyone is struggling with this, my, my favorite thing is I have a whole cupboard of, of food that used to be, um, not on, on my not allowed list and just like knowing it's there and I can have it whenever I want is such a freedom yes. that I never experienced before. Um, and also like you, you brought up baking. I was never a baker until pandemic and it feels so good to just love yourself by like making, like being a literal scientist and like making yourself this delicious thing that you can share with other people. Um, I think just seeing food, not as an enemy, but, but as something that not only fuels me, but connects me with other people, connects me with myself and my body and 
my mind and knowing it's okay to eat if I'm bored or eat if I'm emotional or eat all eating is on the table. We're allowed to do it. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm, my trajectory now is like, just love trying it. to get closer to that. Yeah. I really love it, Megan. I mean, the other day I made a green juice from my garden and somebody mm-hmm. said, are you doing a juice detox? Uh-huh. And I was like, no, man, I'm just trying to get like my it. veggies in. I'm in a rush. Like, yeah, <laughs> drink them and go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting that, um, you know, that assumption, whenever you choose something that is considered healthy, it's assumed that you're like on a diet or on a detox. It, it can't just be that you enjoy it or you're in a rush or whatever. You yes. Know? You know me and like, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I want to make you one and send it to you. Cause I get like proud, like an old <laughs> Italian man of my garden, yeah. but like <laughs> I, t- I grow stuff. And then when there's too much of it, I just juice it and I pop some pineapple in and it tastes good because otherwise all that green stuff wouldn't taste so good, but pineapple yeah. makes it all palatable. Yeah. And <laughs> My team's like, Nikki, are you trying to clean our blood? I'm like, no, I just make you juice it. When you drink it, you might feel a bit better. It's so true though. When I, like the few times that I've had green juice, I feel like a superhuman after. Right, me too. Which is incredible. It's like, what is this? It's just greens, but. Yes, yes. Just, you know, just having our greens. I mean, I'm surrounded, Megan, by people on a diet. Mm. And they look at my green juice and it conflicts them because they're like, do you know the carb count? And I'm like, no, man, it's just a little bit of pineapple. It's fine. And I'm not skinny. I'm a curvy girl. Yeah. Always have been. So all I can tell you is, and this is the only thing I figured out. Okay. Butter is good. Yeah. Olive oil is good. Mm -hmm. Green juice is good. But shit, if you want cookies, have cookies. I don't know, yeah, right? Like, I agree. <laughs> and so if you ever see me post green juice or cookies, I'm not trying to confuse anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, now let me ask you, you know, Peloton. Um, I love that you said, you know, I do the stationary bike, but I'm not losing weight. Because mm-hmm. I do the same thing. And everyone's like, but you're not losing weight. Why do you do it? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So Talk to me about like three words you use to describe the pellet, the ride. It doesn't have to be the Peloton. We're not endorsing anybody like a stationary bike. I love, um, I have an echelon, which is like, I think the cheaper version of the Peloton. Um, and it just feel, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. I feel like a powerful person after, and I feel like, um, I'm like giving my body the an outlet that it needs, like just one, one outlet of many. Um, but definitely like when I first, when I first started spinning, it was like my alternative to, you know, going out partying. It was like, okay, this is something I can do on a Saturday night and it's music and it's lights. It's like being at a club. Yep. Yep. Um, but I feel amazing after and it's lasting, you know, I'm not hungover <laughs> after, you know, working out and, and, I mean, I, I want to shout out if possible, if I can six cycle in Toronto is like the only, only studio I've been to that, that, um, doesn't say like, Oh, get, you know, we're doing weights now for your summer arms, you know, things like that. They, they really encourage just feeling good about yourself and feeling strong and showing up as you are, you know, even if you can't stand out of the saddle that day, like you're still there showing up for yourself. And, and I love the idea of just showing up for myself you know, no matter, no matter how I am that day. Yes. You know, uh, 
six like goals. So is that like, you know, I, I joke that I've had kids and I haven't really left my house in a few years, but like, I, <laughs> not enough. Like I don't leave to do the fun things you do. Six uh-huh. cycle. Where is that? It's at queen and Dufferin. Queen. Yeah. Queen and Dufferin. It's kind of near the, uh, the Drake hotel. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It's this cute little studio and they have, they do yoga now as well and hit and all this different kind of stuff online. Um, and it's just great. I just, you mentioned like not losing weight and um, it's really hard to separate uh, exercise from weight loss. It's like, what's the point of exercising if you're not, you know, trying to look different. And I mean, it's kind of a ludicrous like thing to say, cause you're like, what do you mean? It's like, it's affecting my heart and my lungs and my muscles and my mental health. Like there's so many other benefits and there is no, even if like your goal is to look different, there's no, never a guarantee that you're going to look different. So why put all your eggs into this basket where like only 0.5% of people who try to lose weight actually do and keep it, you know, why not look at all the other beautiful benefits? And then I feel like it fosters this healthy relationship with exercise. You're not doing it for any, anything that you can't really control. You're doing it to feel good and I don't know yeah <laughs> you know what um you totally just described why I like to spin uh it's never about anything other than feeling strong I really like feeling strong and you've said that I know you're strong I already know you're strong because you said soccer and spinning so you've got like fierce strength in there um Megan thank you so much for chatting with me today. I mean, like, I feel like we just touched on some things and maybe one day when life is normal, we can go out for lunch. Yes. I'd love that. Yeah. We're going to have lunch and we're just going to yeah. talk food and life or nothing. None of it. You'll just see how much I love food. <laughs> I also love food. So good. all my good. friends got to love, we got to love food. Okay, good. Yeah, no, like that's, that's me. My, my husband jokes that, um, I have a crush on every chef, every <laughs> chef in the country. I'm like, I owe it to them, you know? Yeah. Um, but Megan, maybe you can tell our listeners how they can follow you on Instagram. Cause I think your content is awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, my Instagram handle is at M G G G H N. So it's three G's. I probably should make an easier one, <laughs> but it's kind of too late now. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my Instagram. And I am trying to post like some more like journalism kind of stuff. So, and body positivity and, and also just random moments in my life too, which hopefully is relatable. <laughs> I love it. And, and you're doing that for people like me who don't get out very much anymore. <laughs> Honestly, I don't get out too much either these days. <laughs> oh, Megan. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. You are lovely. Um, I'm so excited to read your book and I- I'm raising a little girl right now. So what you're saying matters more than, you know, Thank you so much. I'm so glad that that you feel that way. Yes, darling. And we will do lunch. Yes. Thank you so much for having me today. It was so great chatting with you. Thank you, Megan. Likewise, let's go slay the day as they say. Let's do it. It's only, it's only 1030. It's early, right? We can do this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Superstar PR. New episodes are available every other Friday. And you know, we would love your feedback. So please rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And be sure to subscribe to Superstar PR on your favorite streaming service and visit www.mickeyinc.ca to sign up for podcast alerts and notifications. Thank you so much for listening.